0: Hello and welcome to The Writing Forge, where we discuss tips and tricks for honing your writing. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And we're your hosts. Let's, Let's get, get into it. it. Welcome to The Writing Forge. I'm Bonnie. I'm Miranda. And today we have Bernadette Marie with us, who is um, an excellent romance author. Given um, that it's Valentine's Day. Yes, that that's right. Going Happy Valentine's Day. to be Valentine's our Day. topic for today. The Day of Love. Yes. So, welcome Bernadette. Thank you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are in the writing world today? A lot of work. Um, <laughs> yes, good answer. <laughs> so, like everybody, I was that
1: thirteen-year-old writer, uh, sent out my first book at sixteen, and then went on to live a life. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was ready to make that my plan. So, I have actually been published since 2010. I have 56 books in my catalog and in 2011 after a bad publishing deal, mm. I am such an entrepreneur. I went, oh, I can do this. <laughs> and that's when the world opened up to us being able to I was do that. I'd say that was right around the time of so ebooks. Just, yeah, good timing. It was good timing. I I very much know the fortune I fell into. <laughs> Um, But I am that person that jumps in with both feet and you learn it on the fly. And so I opened my own publishing house. And to date, I do believe right now we have 25 current authors in our catalog. But we've published over 60 authors and 150 titles aside from mine. So (laughs) that has been my journey. (laughs) What's the name of your company again? Five Prints Publishing. Five Prints. Because I have five Boys. Ah, nice. So, and I am the princess, so they are the, that's it. Yeah, I <laughs> like it, I like it. That's cool. But audio-wise, everyone hears print.
0: Yeah. So uh. I have to tell my story. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but like, it's an intentional, maybe it's an intentional pun. That's right, see? So
1: <laughs> it works either way.
0: <laughs> now, is your publishing company all romance?
1: It is not. It is primarily romance. Okay. But um, we have a lot of fantasy, some sci-fi. We do have some mystery in there. It kind of comes with what the author we're working with then goes to. Ah. We kind of have a very fantastic family. And that's how we look at our organization is there. We're part of a family. We're there to support. And once in a while, one will go in a different direction. And since we already have them and we know how to work with them, we can kind of go in that direction. I try to stay a lot of the romance because I understand the marketing. I understand the, you know, the changes in it. So. And that's the audience you've built. That's the audience we've built. Um, Very early on, I let my right-hand person kind of choose what you want because I want to – I'm in a box. Mm -hmm. I'm in this romance box because I love it. But she picked a lot of different things I never would have. And they didn't always work, so
0: we kind of went back to romance, so
1: that's where my home is.
2: Um, Okay,
0: so I had one curiosity question first, which is just, so of these other, like, you're the publisher. Do you read all the books that you publish? I do not. I do not have the The time time to do it.
1: Um, But with that said, going into, you know, this new year, we have a whole new publishing platform on release days and what we're taking and how we're taking things, I am doing the first read-through. I'm going to do the first read-through, take lots of notes because we've expanded our release time Mm -hmm. to make sure that we have, we now have a PR department. So to make sure she has plenty of time to get what we need on a more professional level for these authors. And with that said, then I feel like, okay, now it's time for me to take that book and really go through it to put my spin on it, because the publishing house also has a voice. Okay. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that'll be actually really relevant, because what we're talking about today specifically is like romance as a genre versus romance as a B-plot, so right. I'm going to assume that most of the other books of other genres have some kind of romance in them that you're... Not all, probably certainly, but...
1: I believe there's romance in everything. (laughs) So I even wrote that in my last series. Nice. They have a whole contest about it. There is romance in everything. (laughs) Um, Not always, but I do believe there's relationship in every single solitary book. We do have a lot of, um, not a lot. We specifically have a writer who does like horror fantasy. Hmm. So there's going to be so much less of that. And I'll be honest, I may not get through that. (laughs) (laughs) That is not my realm and I do not know it as well as like our editor does. But, um, yeah, I, I do plan to go into that just to make sure we have that right balance or that it plays right. And it doesn't have to be a romance driven book just to make sure that it, it fits,
0: you know? So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So say you're a writer, you've written a book, It has a love story in it. How do you know if you've written a romance or you've written something else that happens to have romance in it?
1: The way you know if you have a romance or a romantic element in a book is the romance needs to move the book. There's your meet cute. There is the fall in love. There's the fall out of love. There's the conflict, all that. But it is the romance that moves it. If you just have the element, perhaps it's a paranormal. And the whole paranormal moves the, the plot along from one end to the other. And maybe they have a nice little interlude of somebody gets together, you know, you have that um, forced proximity maybe, mm-hmm. and a relationship evolves, but it's not what pushes that story to the end. So that's how you would know. If you wrote it specifically so that this couple meets and this couple falls in love and this couple ends up together, that's a romance.
2: Oh, that's awesome. It's a great yeah. distinction.
0: Um, Cause you tend to write romances into your books, Miranda, or do you, I guess that's the question.
2: I tend to write very – I'm awful. I tend to write very (laughs) ambiguous relationships um, that, like, don't really have labels. Like, there's definitely a super strong connection between two main characters, and a lot of the characters get paired off, but I never actually say, like – they're together. But it's definitely like this very deep bond. And so. So yours isn't
0: even necessarily a subplot, just like an aspect of life that's happening in the background. Kinda, yeah.
2: And a lot of like building of trust between the two characters that can definitely be taken as one way or another. Um, Right now, I'm writing two villains, and my friend is just like, they're together. And <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and I'm like, you can write my fan fiction. It's totally okay. Because she's like, nope, they're together. She's like, they're flirting way too hard. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not the point. <laughs> but I'm not going to say no,
1: because kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's that relationship. The, yeah. you know, and, and strong, even romances sometimes don't have a romantic element. They have a relationship. And I always bring, um, like the movie The Intern. Okay. You know, you've got a seventy-year-old man and a mid-thirties woman, and their relationship of working together is what the romantic comedy air quotes <laughs> air quotes is. Yes. Um, but it has nothing to do with a romance between them. Mm-hmm. But it's that relationship, and we fall in love with that that relationship just as much as the two side relationships going on, which are romantic. So, you know, that's just as important
2: that that element there. Yeah. And then, Bonnie, you've edited romances before. I have edited a
0: lot of romance since about 2020.
2: And so as an editor, how do you, is that something that you keep track of? Is that something that you, like, how do you, I guess, how do you go about editing a romance?
0: I think one of the nice things about romance, if this is the kind of thing you like, is that there is a very established, like, beats like you were talking about the meet cute and that like there are all these things that you have to do in a romance and the creativity is how you work around them how your specific characters fall into them Um, but it is important to follow those beats (laughs) because they will come at you yes they want those beats (laughs) you know
1: which is an interesting thing about the industry of romance. Mm-hmm. And I always laugh when I would get reviews that are like, oh, it's so predictable. Like, yes, uh-huh. you're reading you're romance. Like. I think I'm going to put that on my books from now on. Predictability, <laughs> because that's what you want when you're reading a romance, you know, is you have to hit all those trope points, whichever trope you've chosen, there's rules. Mm-hmm. And other genres do not necessarily have quite the that same set of rules.
0: Yeah. And I think if you're writing a romance as a B-plot, you don't necessarily have to follow all the beats, yeah. right? So that that maybe it can also help you determine, like, do you have a good resource? I, I, I don't have one off the top of my head anymore, but I know there are places where you can go and look at the, a list of romance beats. You can.
1: And I would just say Google it. Yeah, Because the <laughs> same thing is that just like publishing has changed over the years, so has True. the romance um, genre so much. And so many things that were you know, in one sub-genre now are just mainlined and so yeah. I don't, I'm with you I don't have a specific
2: thing to look up Google's your friend the only book that comes to mind right now is Romancing the Beat I believe oh, yeah. is what it was okay. called I don't I think I have referenced someone before I don't remember who it's by um, but I know that that was I know someone made a book on that right and I don't know if that is the structure in its entirety probably not <laughs> um, but that might be a good jumping off point for listeners. Um, I have a very specific question. Maybe that should wait till the end. I have a very specific question about romance. Um, so one of, uh, I try to, I beta read for a friend of mine who is very like cross genre mm-hmm. and um, she she writes romantic suspense. And one of the problems that we run into is is she's like, well people have to question whether or not these two characters are going to get together but I personally uh, have a hard time finding those situations believable in a Mm -hmm. lot of romance. And so how important is that and how do you make it feel, like, because you said romance is predictable, so how do you make it feel like these two might not actually get together or is that just not even the point Is this kind
0: of like the, um, I'll tell you something after I go do this important thing. You're like, (laughs) no, just tell them now. (laughs) Just give it to me, right? Yeah. I think that
1: when it becomes so much like that, um, it it that's where that element comes in, okay? Because the romance <laughs> is so predictable, and you'll know. Um, and I think romance, I think in when you're talking specifically romance, it's all contemporary, if you will, yeah. in the sense that we only feel a certain way all the time romantically okay so I think then you're playing with actual emotions and that's when you're in a romance now like the romantic suspense Mm -hmm. the suspense part is what makes it total fiction okay if if you will um it's more fiction so they're not going to get together because he just fell off a building and maybe he didn't (laughs) land right right. or whatever yeah because it's supposed to be that suspended reality in that sense, okay. So I think that you can play with it so much more. Yeah, it's not going to be realistic. It's fiction. Yes, stuff. You know, and that's what something I always find really interesting is um, reviews. Again, this is not realistic. <laughs> it's, it's not fiction. It's not supposed However, to be. However, <laughs> you know, so you're saying that about my romance, but you're going to read alien romance, and this is believable. Okay, <laughs> you know, so I do think it 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 matters on the subplot. Mm-hmm. A contemporary romance you're gonna be dealing with um, everyday issues. And even if it's historical, they still had those everyday issues in that time frame that make it hard to get together. Yeah. But okay. like in a suspense,
2: it's so much
1: more, it's blown <laughs> up. So I don't think it has to be completely okay. realistic.
2: Well, and it can be outside influences and not yeah. just like right. the mid book breakup or... And
1: then there's two, is that if you've suspended reality enough, then it can play into there. But if it's just the suspended reality for the reason they're not getting together, then maybe it needs to be massaged throughout the book. So hopefully that helps.
0: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> sure. I appreciate it. Well, and I think too, like it depends on, we're going to have an episode in a couple months on, on crossing genres, but like which one is your emphasis? If your emphasis, if, if you're if your main thing is romance, then no, there's not going to be any question because someone picking up the book and seeing romance on the title, they know that the two main characters, or maybe there's a love triangle. I don't know. You can, you can deal with that too. But like two people are getting together. That's not the question. Yes. The question is how are they going to get over the things that are stopping them from being together, whether it's their own stupidity or outside influences or. And you already know those are built in there because that is a romance. (laughs) Yes. 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 You know, there's going to be something getting the way. Something. There's going to be a moment
1: where you're like, This ain't going to work, even though we know it's going to work.
0: I think maybe I'm not quite sure how this is related, but I was just thinking about this, Um, like the characters have their own lives and stuff, too. But if you're writing a romance, the thing that like starts and ends the book is the romance and, and the other like say it's like a job issue or something that comes up in the middle that makes a book interesting, like those things need to be resolved in the middle of the book, if that makes sense. Have we talked about the mice quotient at all? I think about the mice quotient yes. all the time. Yes, it was a long okay. time ago, though. It was last season for our listeners. It was last listeners. season, so long ago. Um, it's I feel like that's an important part of romance, is that if romance is your genre, then the the, the big climax needs to be around them getting together. It can't be around the, uh, I don't know, am I going to get fired? I, why am I thinking about jobs? But anyway. Because it's a huge trope. Yeah. Office, oh, yeah. office romance is a huge trope. Yeah. But you're right, because really
1: that slide out of love or the conflict or whatever is so minute that it it's it's I always say it's like that roller coaster it's when you come off that top and you're going down 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 back up you know where we've built so much to get to that climax they're finally together there and yeah then we come out of it really fast but you have to have that top to bottom also just as quickly you fall out
2: yeah (laughs) So that is a really, so how do you write a good, strong romance? Is it mainly playing with, well, playing with, is it mainly like evoking emotion in the reader? Is it like, is it in your setup? Is it in like your interplay between the characters? Like how, like, how do you get a good, strong romance?
1: You know, for me specifically, it is that interaction. And it's that interaction between Um, the main characters and even the side characters. So in in my last um, trilogy, it's a set of four friends. And the banter between those four friends calling each other out or, you know, when she's having a total panic episode and the other friend busts into her house and says, get off the couch, I'm done with your stuff. (laughs) You know, I think that's what he brings that emotion out in everybody else and and that's what romance is it's it's something we feel whether you're in a relationship or not you know what it is to be loved and not to be loved or to feel like the rug's been pulled out from underneath you because we feel that from the minute we're born Mm
2: -hmm. we've
1: always had these emotions so it's just tying into people's emotions and i think that and i write happily ever after and i that's my whole blurb i mean you're going to come in knowing Nobody's going to die at the last page. They're going to walk off into the sunset, and you're going to be happy. That's what I write. But I, you know, I go with that emotion so that you're still hanging on to that last thing so that when you're done, that emotion is still there, and you walk away. I say I'm the antidote. If you've read Colleen Hoover, then read me. And so when she, you know, rocks your
2: world, I'll just bring it back. So I guess that's – is there – there has to be. There has to be such thing as like cozy romance. Would that? Would that be close I, to? I really think so. I think that's. <laughs> if I probably write cozy <laughs> romance because <laughs> it's,
1: it's very much around that relationship. Completely, you know. Mm. Um, the characters build in themselves, and that's always important. They find something, or they move on, or whatever. But yeah, it's it's so cozy. <laughs> happy, feel good. Happy. We all want
2: happy. And so does that also, does it, does what makes a strong romance, does that also easily transfer to writing a strong romantic B-plot? Like I I assume so to some extent. I would think so
1: um, because especially in a, in a, it being a B-plot, you're going to have to have that personal interaction between those um, people to even get the hint that it's there. Mm -hmm. Because like you were saying, you're building that relationship and that trust To make the story move on even in like a romantic suspense they have to trust each other so I think you still need to hit those those um, beats like that and it's just that interaction dialogue is huge Mm -hmm. and dialogue that sounds like we're just talking and so I always tell authors while you're editing your own stuff have the computer read it to you or read it out loud yes so that if you're like Oh, hey, Liz, did you see this? You know, we don't usually talk to each other the Hi. way we write. Yes. Hi. You know. How are you? How we throw in names. Like, yes. that's not what I meant, George. <laughs> George is right there. George knows who he is. Yeah. But it fits in writing, but if you do it too often, it's just not right. Or, you know, we abbreviate words all the time. But we tend to not do that contractions when we people yes. will skip
0: their contractions and in dialogue like, all the time and i'm like nope. contraction nope. <laughs> apostrophe apostrophe cutting out some things
1: apostrophe and it's an editor nightmare <laughs> yes because it's really funny how we write
0: you know old english yeah. but we do not talk that way no i'm like how often do you actually say yes instead of yeah, yeah or yep so often in dialogue i'm changing yes into yep or yeah, yeah or
1: and it, and it seems sloppy but right. it—it's we are, humans we're are sloppy, sloppy. and we, we react to it. You know, I'm in same exactly, I'm going to go, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm not going to go, yes, that was what I was thinking. <laughs> Affirmative.
2: You Affirmative. are
1: correct in how <laughs> of my preconceived notions. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I do think that just making sure your dialogue um, is interactable, and, you know, how many times, especially if you're listening to an audiobook. In your head, you're replaying those like bits that just connected with you. And it connected with you because it sounded so real to you. And that's the same way when we read it. You're like, oh, yeah. And you'll reread that paragraph or whatever because it connects, because it seems real. So I think that in romance or subplot of romance, it's just got to be that interaction. They have to be able to trust each other or have concerns and be able to air them. Because dialogue is so important when setting up a relationship.
2: And how important is atmosphere setting mm-hmm. and all of that when trying to like really help readers feel like the romance like all the romantic feelings and stuff like that like is the like, pouring
0: rain scene versus <laughs> the, the, the pouring
2: rain, or you know the like fairy restaurant. lights at the yeah, fountains right. or like how how important is setting or is setting just very like situationally specific, or, or maybe like, what's
0: important is the words you use to
1: describe the setting. True, yeah. Right, yeah. You can over-describe something to the point somebody's like, I don't care if they get together. <laughs> you know. Um, I think it's situational. Um, if you're going for that big hallmark moment, then yeah, you want the gazebo and the lights <laughs> and all that. But I think it's just as romantic if he, decides in that last minute he's going to give her the ring and he trips over the sidewalk and it goes into the gutter and (laughs) you know you can you can have just um gosh I don't know that setting has to even matter if you've done the romance part right Mm -hmm. um I've written books where he just blurts out hey let's get I have had books where she blurts out let's get married too I make sure to (laughs) mix that up um But then I've done the whole setup where, you know, people just come out of the woodwork and it's an instant wedding or whatever, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So I think it just depends on the plot of the book itself. If it's supposed to be cozy and grossly sweet,
2: (laughs) we need fairy lights. (laughs) (laughs) If you want some cotton candy, (laughs) fairy lights are a must. And I think
1: that's the difference, too. If you're doing soap opera romance or if you're doing hallmark romance, you know, there's an expectation. And um also with trope you know i mean romance has the plethora of tropes and it's so cool so you've got your office romance where well, i have an office romance one of the most romantic things she like she gets startled and she throws the um stapler and it hits him in the head you know she has to take him to the hospital for stitches and it's that moment where they're like ah oh, but it was a stapler to the head right. you know
0: <laughs> so i think um i think what's really important is kind of this Dead horse that I write a lot, but the thing that I call double duty writing. And so, like, no matter what you're describing, use words that evoke emotions. Um, don't just say, like, he looked at her, but like, he gazed into her yes. eyes, right? Like, we have a connotation to certain words. You try to use the words that are stronger in connotation.
1: Yes. And never use he felt, right? Because then you've just told me, and it's not showing me that he oozed and, you know, got weak kneed. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I think the words matter a lot. Um, word choice, uh, what it, you know, describing what it feels like, and we've all felt that. Whether it's when we were watching TV, or we happen to do, we do have that significant other who brings that out in us, or just a friend who, when you see them, you just get those feels. Mm-hmm. And being able to um, put that into words is is huge. And and a good editor too will also. Be able to go,
2: uh, I'm bored. <laughs> Could you add some fairy Spice lights? Yeah. But, you know. You've gone too far. <laughs> You've gone too far. <laughs> we are dripping in syrup. This is so, <laughs> sweet. so sweet. Please yeah. back off.
1: <laughs> There's a few times you, you're writing something, you're like, oh, this, yeah, my feet are
2: getting stuck <laughs> in this. <laughs> Another quick question um, for our listeners is, how do you handle intimate scenes, like, with romance? Is it, I, like... For listeners, there's many a subgenre of romance, and
0: yeah, the only the only romance I edit is clean. So, like, there are no sex scenes in my romance. It's all if if that's even implied, it's off to the side. It's always after they're married, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, but there's definitely a, what what does the internet call it, like the spice scale? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so there's okay. there's super mild, and then there's very, very so spicy. Spicy, yes. <laughs> um, and so how, how does one navigate those scenes in romance as a genre and in romantic subplots? So it comes down to that author's comfort,
1: and that's going to be the first huge obstacle. If you are writing something, because now erotica is now not just a little thing behind a closed door. It is pronounced. It is happy. We are reading it and we are showing it. Mm. And so it's moved into the mainstream of romance. So that spice level is probably that <laughs> highest level is now what that was before. And if you don't, if you're not comfortable with it, you don't write it well. So first and foremost, can I just say something yes. there? Like
0: I had a client who I started working with and she was writing and I could just and I said like first of all, I'm not going to edit these scenes that you, the sex scenes that you've written and she was just like, I don't really want to write them, but I don't know that I can do it any other way. And then and then yes, there's a whole
1: genre where you don't have to write. Right. And and I think a lot of it then comes down to marketing because mm-hmm. there is an entire avenue of people who only want sweet, no kissing. Mm. They want just kissing. They're okay <laughs> with getting, you frisky. know, frisky. <laughs> and then there's bring it all on. Yeah. And um, and nowadays marketing is, I'm going to show you my cover and I'm going to mark it up. It's going to say, office romance, full nudity, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. because that's how marketing just is right now. We're not, we're not leaving anything. To the imagination. To the imagination. You know this is what's going to happen. You know you're getting some spicy stuff over here. Or you're just going to get some sweet stuff. And what's really happening now is we have some authors who are writing huge scenes and they're big names. But they are right next on the chart with the one that's only writing some sweet kissy stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's a market for both so much. But even some of those ones that are top of the charts now... It's almost like they watched a porno and wrote it, Oof. and it doesn't fit with the characters. Mm. Yeah. And that's my biggest concern. If they're going to be hot and heavy and you're going to put it on paper, make you them better have set a it spicy. Up. Yeah, that, <laughs> that connection we were talking about, it mm. needs to be spicy, too. Because when they're not spicy and they're sweet, and, and then, then they go suddenly. do that, <laughs>
0: you,
1: it totally, you know, it can be both written really well. Yeah. But it doesn't go together. <laughs> So, it does come down to your comfort level because if you're not comfortable, you don't write it well.
0: You yeah, know? that was the main thing.
1: Exactly. So, um, and especially like when I bring in authors, if that's what they're writing, that's what they're writing. And it just has to s- flow right. I don't have a, we have to only have these certain things. But closed door has as big of an audience as spicy things, you know? And like I said, it's all about marketing to make sure that your readers are going into the right places. Yes. <laughs> because they would love to tell you that that was just horrible.
0: I think, I think sometimes we think marketing is a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing, it's really important because you don't want to get the person pick up your book and be expecting something else. Like this is my personal philosophy on Twilight and why it got hated on so much partially is that people were like, ah, it's a vampire book, I'm gonna read this vampire book. And it's like, no, it is not a vampire book, it is a romance, a romance. 100% <laughs> a romance, there happened to be vampires in it. So if you're not going into this for a romance, don't read it. Like. You know,
1: I remember Jerry Maguire and all the men ran to the sports movie and then went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, the, yeah, marketing is huge. You need – and that's just it. People are – I don't even read the blurbs anymore. I, I buy off of covers or how many times I've seen it on somebody's, you know, ah. bookstagram or something like that. And I've gotten to that point. I'm like, ooh, I've seen this a number of times. But it is just to that – like I said, we make graphics – Oh, it's this kind of romance, and it's got this, and it's got this, and, and we don't want surprises anymore. We want to know what we're going into because the world is full of surprises. <laughs> yes, <laughs> This is our escape. We would yes. like to know it's good.
2: Well, and you don't want to be taken off guard either by mm-hmm. something that is wholly Which, unexpected. And
0: yeah. that stands true no matter what genre you're writing. You want to be fulfilling. You want to be setting up and fulfilling expectations that the readers want.
1: Right. And so that's a big point, too. Know your genre. Yes. Know what you're writing. I could not go write a fantasy. I don't know enough about world building. And that blows my mind. People that world build, I'm just in awe of. But I wouldn't do it well. It'd be like me writing a really spicy sex scene. I'm not <laughs> going to do it really well. you know. So um, know your genre and know what you like. And, and yes, you can write outside of that. You yeah. really can. If you're talented enough, you can. But know what it is you're doing.
0: Yeah. Because you need to know what your readers ex- yeah. are expecting. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we're out of time for today. Well, this has Thank been an so awesome conversation. conversation. Happy Valentine's Day again! <laughs> and um, go write some romance. Oh wait, wait. We should do our outro because we have a question. We for... always have a question. What <laughs> um, is our question? Um, I think my question for our listeners today is: um, What are some really well-written romances that you've read, like either as the main plot or as a subplot? Share share the love with us today on Valentine's Day. <laughs> All right, stay sharp. Stay sharp, my friends.
2: We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Writing Forge, a Writing Heights podcast brought to you by Nagano Press. To learn more about The Writing Forge, check out our social links in the episode description. Subscribe to The Writing Forge wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate and review. For more informational writing content, be sure to become a Writing Heights member.